Hey everybody, I'm David Flora. And I am David Stacko. And welcome to a uh, Blurry Photos news you can use. Supplemental! <laughs> this is uh, in lieu of, uh, of an episode this week. We're sorry yeah. that we don't have one. Most of our, we found out this week that the FDA has uh, canceled our, our podcast as it was too high in saturated fat. So here's a lean cuisine! <laughs> Fatty. <laughs> Watch the sodium. <laughs> but for reals, uh, we, we just wanted to send you something to, to tide you over until the next amazing episode that we bring you. And uh, we got a couple stories. Uh, yeah. It, and this is kind of why we don't have an episode this week. True tales of the mundane <laughs> and thoroughly understood. See, we're flipping the script. This week, we're going to talk about something you already know about. Yeah, well, this week we had planned on doing an episode all about a road trip down to the Parsec Awards yep. in Atlanta, Georgia it was gonna at be a road, DragonCon. Roadcast. It was going to be a roadcast. We were going to talk about all kinds of stuff in the states that we were passing through. We, we were had this whole plan. Just so weird. We were going to get so unspeakably weird. And uh, stuff fell through. And yeah. uh, uh, let, we'll tell you why. Uh, it turns out... That the uh, Parsec Awards, which we had originally been told would probably be on Saturday. Yep. They weren't. They weren't. They got moved to Sunday. After we'd made our travel arrangements, and then we just couldn't change them. We're just too busy and important. Well, I was going on a trip to uh, fabulous Colorado. Mm-hmm. I already had changed my ticket, which uh, cost more money, to go instead of Chicago to Denver, from Atlanta to Denver. And uh, I was leaving on Sunday, which was the the day after. We we thought we'd go down there and see how the awards turned out, and then uh, get out of there on Sunday. Yeah. Well, apparently, they got changed about a month ago, and the the Parsec Awards uh, announced the official time on their website on their on their blog, and. Shit on me, I don't. I wasn't <laughs> we, checking the yeah, website we, we every day. We didn't read their blog. We just took their word for it. Oops a daisy. Oops a daisy. We uh, uh, so we, we had planned on uh, getting down there. We'd we'd already set up hotel reservations and all that stuff. So we were able to cancel some of that. Yeah. But here's the deal. We found out about it the Wednesday before we were supposed to go. Yeah, like forty eight hours before we were going to leave. Right. That was too late to change my flight from Atlanta to Denver without paying somewhere in the ballpark of $700. And th- thus begins poor Mr. Flora's journey and the, d- the descent into madness. <laughs> so far be it from me to waste a uh, Dragon Con pass that I had already purchased. That's right. And plus, I, I had to get down to Atlanta to yeah. fly on vacation. I was perfectly willing to lose my Dragon Con pass. I walked away from it. So I started looking at uh, flights down there. Super expensive, somewhere uh, at yeah. least three hundred bucks to to get to just get down there one way. Looked at the train. You know, people still take trains. Yeah, which I, I would love I don't to know take a train. why because they're as expensive as flying. Well, three hundred dollars. It yeah. was the same price as as flying. I would have loved to have taken a train. Whatever. So, uh, uh, in lieu of, of renting a car myself, which I figured was going to be almost ex- as expensive when you uh, chalk up gas and probably you know yeah. some kind of hotel and on hookers, the way. road and, hookers, <laughs> and the rookers on the way, um, <laughs> truck stop, truck stop hookers, uh, seat seat covers, right? That's right, Isn't seat what, covers. We learned that on our CV episode. <laughs> 
Um, so gross. All said and done, that was probably going to be pretty pretty expensive in itself. So what did I do? I opted for the Greyhound. Yep. Bought myself a, a, a ticket on the Hound. Oh, man. And uh, uh, did a 17-hour journey uh, from Chicago to Atlanta. Riding the dog. Riding the old hound down there. Oh. Uh, did you make friends? No, I didn't. There, there was one baby uh, early on in the trip who rode from Gary, Indiana, down to Indianapolis. And thank goodness that was just one, one stop because <laughs> it was a baby. Babies love buses. Everybody knows that. Yeah, and they love sitting next to me on buses. Oh, yeah. It, wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. More room than a plane. And for the most part, save a couple of trips between uh, cities, I, I had a seat to myself. So it, uh, it, it really, yeah. you know, it, it worked out. I was able to actually work on uh, the tarot episode on part of it. So I'd work on that and then kind of fall asleep. <laughs> nice. But um, I got down to Atlanta. Nightmare. And then uh, um, walked to Dragon Con. Uh, and I have to say, I was not prepared for Dragon Con. Well, there, there's a lot of dragons. And there's a lot of cons. <laughs> a lot of cons. <laughs> I get uh, it. I get it. It was a hot mass of humanity spread across a few blocks of downtown Atlanta. It was... Uh, <laughs> Not my ideal uh, situation to be in. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm xenophobic, but... That's a lot to take in. I Yeah, I, I did not appreciate this. Luckily, I had bought my pass already, and I was able to skip a, a line that stretched from inside this huge ballroom of a hotel, out the door, down the hall, and then out the other door to the outside of the hotel. I would have been in line all day. You would have, yeah. yeah. So I was able to skip this line and, and go up and get my uh, pass, and that was great. Yeah. Uh, but then I had to figure out where to go because it, it's Dragon Con is is spread around a few hotels down in the. Uh, See, that's what blows my mind. Like anything, like I can understand, like when we have like C two E two or our nerd, our personal nerd circuses here in Chicago. Like you know, that's at McCormick. It's 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 in a huge giant convention hall, but it's in one hall, so you one can place. run around and see everything. I can't imagine like having it spread from like multiple locations. Yeah, and- I uh, I have to say the C two E two here is was much preferable because first I went to the wrong hotel, and then I had to you know trek uh, two blocks to get my pass, and then I had to trek back. Uh, and this is in Atlanta in the summer. So you had a light jacket on. <laughs> I had my backpack with oh yeah with because all, i was all your worldly possessions yeah because i was going uh from dragon con to denver basically. i have i have no idea how you did that that is that's this is miserable miserable you okay tell it, me how much more miserable it can get well it's fun to see the the costumes yeah the cosplay is great being squeezed in next to you know humanity is not great but uh um seeing all the the crap you can buy and trying to you know uh, stay afloat in the river of people that, that go by the booths and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. I, w- I came out of it with a Thor coffee mug. Sweet. Uh, I came out of it with two uh, games, one of which is the Illuminati card game. Sweet. Uh, Peter Jackson Illuminati card game, which is uh, a lot of fun. So, in the end, the Dragon Con experience was meh. Strikes and gutters. Strikes, strikes and gutters. And, and then uh, the next day, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, but then I'm going to come back. Uh, because I've got to tell you, when I, I, I've i got a story from when I flew into DIA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After I got to uh, my final destination, 
I was able to follow the Parsec Awards on Twitter and uh, summarily find out that we did not win. So we didn't win an award at the Parsecs this year. Extra glad that I didn't drive there. Is it... Is it better this way? Is it is it better than to have gone down there, the two of us, and then sit in the audience oh, for them to not call her name? No, because I would have spent the entire time making out with a girl dressed like Psylocke or something. Like, oh, I I would have. That's the route I would have gone. I honestly, you always find the positive. It's right. <laughs> I would have gone down there and and been barely cognizant that there was an award ceremony. I would have had too much fun giggling and running amok with with all the nerdery present. Yeah. I would have had too much fun. I honestly, there was a little part of me, I'd never said this to you, I never told this to you until this moment, that I was like, man, when I get down there, I'm going to be kind of hard-pressed to want to go to the award itself. <laughs> I don't want to go like run amok and check out all the all the stuff that's happening. And, yeah. you know, just text me if we win. I'll run over to, you know, Speech Hall C and, right. and we'll figure it out. But turns out, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, which I would like to take this opportunity to, however, extend the highest of fives to Blastro Podcast with the very talented Dottore Bellardo and mm-hmm. his insipid roommate, Mark Soloff, who, I mean, he pays some electricity bills, but really it's Dottore getting the job done there. So highest of fives because they did win. They won in their category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So way to go, guys. That's that's Chicago bringing home some pride. True. We lost our uh, best fact of the fiction podcast to the Hubblecast, which is run by NASA and the European Space Agency. So if there's anybody to lose to. Right. I'm happy to get my ass kicked by NASA. I guess it's NASA. (laughs) I bought a NASA t-shirt today. I didn't realize I was funding the enemy. You are. (laughs) But anyways. Fogos hereby declares itself the mortal enemy of space exploration henceforth until we are the ones sending probes into space. How do you like it now, NASA? Who's... (laughs) Who's Blurry Fogos? <laughs> Blurry Fogos is our three beer version of the podcast. Oh, okay. Which you probably hear that. <laughs> We're pretty much always Blurry Fogos. <laughs> but anyways, congratulations to the winners. It was mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it was a good trip in, in concept, but uh, we got some stories out of it nonetheless. Yeah. You um, suffered. <laughs> you, just, you just plain suffered. Here's a story about um, what I do for this podcast. Gather around, y'all. When I got into DIA. Ever heard of it? Because if you haven't, you should listen to our DIA podcast. Lolo Rocka's favorite episode. Our number one fan's favorite episode. I can't give a bigger, better seal of approval than that. <laughs> when I got into to DIA. That's Denver International Airport. Thank you. Of, of course, the past couple times that I've been there, I, I have been like... On the I've, run from the cops. I've got to got to get a picture of these murals, but I'm on the run from the cops. <laughs> uh, I, I've wanted to, to find the murals yeah. and see them, but I've always had a, a quick uh, turnover. I, the, the layover hasn't been that long because I, I switched planes in DIA. So this time I was determined. I was like, I'm going to see these murals. I'm going to take pictures and, and I'm going to put them up on the website. You know, people want to see this and this is, yeah. I want to see them in person. I had about a 20 minute uh, layover and I was like, that is, that's plenty of time to, uh, to go to the terminal that these are in, take pictures and come back. The train's pretty fast. You yeah. Know? I got off the plane and I went straight to the train and went to the uh, terminal where the murals are, found the murals. I took the pictures I go back to where I came out of the train and realize it's a do not enter <laughs> where I came out of. So 
what I had inadvertently done was... Subverted the entire security protocol of the uh, airport? Yes. Yep. Uh, so I, I begin sort of panicking... And I run up to some poor person at an information booth, and I was like, where, where can I get back on the train? They're like, what do you mean back on the train? And I was like, I, I just got off the train. I want to get back on to go to this terminal. <laughs> They're like, well, you have to go through security. And I was like, what? Yeah, you de- yeah, you, you, you crossed the cordon. You came yeah. out of the secure zone. I, I, I hadn't seen any signs, whether it was in my... Uh, haste to take the pictures or my excitement to take the pictures or uh, poor signsmanship by the airport, I did not realize that I was going out of security or I would not have done it. Do you know, uh, here's uh, for our listeners, uh, one fun fact about DIA, like the security area, they set it up like Thunderdome. So there's this big like uh, uh, railing all the way around it, like on an elevated, like the second level of the terminal. So you can just look down and all you see is this sea of humanity funneling through metal detectors. And no matter what time of day you look down there and you're like, that's five hours of my life <laughs> right there. There's no way I'm getting through that in less than five hours. So I run to the uh, security place, the one what Dave just uh, described to you. Yeah. And of course, there's a, a mass of humanity waiting to get scanned and probed. My my heart's beating. I'm I'm like shaking my hands. Like, this is this isn't happening because <laughs> I was pretty much going to miss my flight. It had already started boarding by this time, and I was just getting to to security. So I I wait in line for. A minute or two because the line was slow moving you know there's people just not giving any f**ks just kind of walking right. zombie like through it or not walking at all and finally i get to a point where i flag down a tsa person and they come over you know nonchalantly just yeah. kind of stroll over oh you know. look at here someone here's in a hurry <laughs> well 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 so i i put on my best panic face mm-hmm. which wasn't Hard to do. <laughs> and I, I explained the situation to the to this lady of the TSA. And she sort of like half smiles and slowly unlatches the cord, you know, uh-huh. for the line and, and shoes me through to the to the person who's checking boarding passes and stuff. And my story was not that I had come from the terminal where my next flight was to look at murals. It was, oh, I got lost. Right. Way better story. What? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, so you got on the train and your next flight takes off in the same terminal you were in? And I was like, yes. She's like, that's really stupid. <laughs> and I was like, I know. Right. Because you know, what are you going to say? Hey, f*** you. Well, right. And, but Plus, I had made that up. Right. That I had, so I wasn't going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so... I get to the the place where you have to take all your clothes off and right. you know throw everything you you own in, in there so they can scan it through and then you get scanned and there are a couple of elderly people right in front of me. The, oh, the elderly, <sighs> old people, <laughs> and they gave zero shits. No, about anybody being in a hurry. That's fine. It's their prerogative. Yeah. Whatever, man. It's because when you're that old, there's a, a statistical chance that if you're going someplace you don't want to go to, you might just die on the way. <laughs> so that's why they go slow. I don't blame them. I don't all blame they them have all. is doctor appointments at that point. They're not. They don't care anyway. <laughs> blurry photos. We huh. hate the elderly. Man, I don't Sorry, know about blurry photos. <laughs> blurry photos is not a friend of the elderly. 
<laughs> anyway, I finally get up there to where I, you know, they have the machine where you put your arms up and they scan you. Right. And all of a sudden, this uh, man rolls up this older woman in a wheelchair. I could tell they're like, no, we're next because right. wheelchair, you know? Yeah. And the guy like leans over and taps my shoulder and he's like, excuse me, I've got this wheelchair. And I was like, I'm sorry, I have to go. And I jump in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> and you start screaming, beam me up. I, I like jump in the machine. I throw my arms up. They scan me. I jump out. I get my stuff. Like I throw my shoes on without tying it. I leave a bunch of change in the the Thing. bucket. I it's stuff everything I can, you know, into bags that I'm that I'm carrying. Did you turn around for a quick double crotch grab? Honk honk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but have I, fun I, wheelchair. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what happens is as soon as I get everything to where I'm holding it or wearing it, I turn around and there's another wall of elderly people. And I'm talking a wall, shoulder to shoulder people who have just gotten through security and are slowly, zombily shambling forward out of the security area. I have to do my best parkour through oh, them. Yeah. Matt Larkin. <laughs> Medical I need to get my blood tested and the blood sugar. Oh, man. Diabetes. Uh. If you're elderly and you like our podcast, though, you're exempt from this, by the way. Yeah, you're like one of, you are one of the good ones. Hey, you're okay by me. <laughs> so I, I get through the, the elderly patch. and uh, <laughs> Like a turnip patch. And uh, I, I run down to the train. And, of course, it's like hours before the train comes, even though yeah. it was like a couple of minutes. And at this time, it's already past boarding time. You know, like it's it's probably five ten minutes from when the plane actually is supposed to take off from the runway itself. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm I'm hoping to God. And I get on the train, I get to my terminal, I run out of the train, I run up the escalator, and I turn around and start running up the next escalator. And I realize I'm not going anywhere. And I look down, I'm going up the down escalator. So I have to turn around, get off that escalator, and run across the room to I get on the up video one. of this farcical adventure. <laughs> Just pushing the elderly down, running up the wrong way. I've got my, my Illuminati game in the bag. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing boots uh, that are untied. Uh, and I've got this huge backpack on. So I get up the escalator, and I'm headed to uh, gate 49. Mm-hmm. And I'm at gate 25 at that point. So I just start hoofing it through the airport. Now, we're at altitude. Yeah, not we're, easy we're, to do. That'll really catch nice. up with you fast. And it did. It did. So my lungs are burning. My my legs are burning. And and things are starting to, to not respond to my mental command. Yeah. And I have to stop and and just walk uh-huh. for a little bit. Nothing would make me happier as if it, this is the moment where that old lady passes you in her mechanized <laughs> wheelchair. She gives and you she a little honk, the- honk. <laughs> How do you like me now, asshole? I've got an oxygen tank. <laughs> Hope you catch your flight, dick. So I'm I'm gasping and walking through sludge, Sasquatch style. Yeah, and I get to I get to uh, I see gate forty nine. So I pick it up again and I start kind of jogging and I get there and I'm like, and the people are like, is. Is, is he hyperventilating? Is, what, what's going on here? And I hand him my boarding ticket, and they're like, oh, are you so-and-so? Oh, oh, okay. And, like, it wasn't my name. Whatever name they said, it wasn't my name. But I couldn't talk. 
Right. I, I couldn't breathe, so I couldn't talk. Uh, so they opened the door to let me uh, let me down the ramp, and suddenly they're like, "No, no, stop! This isn't your flight." And I was like, "What? What did I did I miss it?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, you're at gate fifty nine. And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Wherever this plane's going, that's where I'm going." <laughs> I end up back in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, so. So I grab my boarding pass bag and I'm like, tell them <laughs> to hold it. I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> tell them my tale. So I start jogging again and everything just kind of shuts down and I start doing the Sasquatch lope. <laughs> I finally see gate 59 and the person is luckily still there. It's like the the, the finish line of a marathon. <laughs> yeah, like- yeah, but a marathon from like New York to Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's how it felt. And I kind of tried to pick it up to jog the last, you know, 20 feet Try or to whatever. Be brave. And, and I get there and I and they're like, oh, what happened? Where did you go? You you landed like nine gates down. Where? What happened? There's a murals. There's a murals, but I lied. They said, call me stupid. And there's a murals and I lied and then I was stupid. <laughs> And it was 49. It was 49. I was almost there. And then they lied to me. By the skin of my teeth, I made the flight. Oh, man. Was everybody staring balefully at you as you were like... No, no. They, they, were, they weren't. You probably looked pretty miserable. Although I, I looked terrible. I mean, I the sweat was just running off of me. So I think people at least knew something was going on. But every everything was cool, except for like a few days from thenceforth... Uh, my lungs, oh, the uh, burn! Just coughed up everything that was in them. Ugh! <laughs> I, it was just like a ra- a death rattle. Like no, no. Every those, time I breathed, it was your like, lungs <laughs> getting purified by the mile high air. Well, I hope so. But that's that's what happened to D- uh, DIA. I'm gonna post these pictures that I took up on the website so that people see what I ruined my lungs for <laughs> and almost missed my flight. That's a harrowing adventure. Do you do you know what I did? What? Nothing. <laughs> I laid on my couch, dude. That was it. All the while you're going through these amazing trials and tribulations, I'm just like, oh, I guess I could watch another episode of Breaking Bad. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like the uh, I watched the whole season, but I just keep finding myself drawn back to the first episode of Orange is the New Black. Um, for anyone who's not seen that show, it's the first episode is just nothing but boobs. It's just like a softcore porn movie, and then <laughs> then then they're afterwards they're like, "Well, you're hooked." Uh, here's the show. Yeah. So so that's what happened. Uh, that's why we don't have an episode this week. <laughs> that was a hell of an explanation. <laughs> I hope you're satisfied, people. But we did want to uh, give you an episode where we we told you about uh, stuff that was going on. Yeah. And uh, we're also gonna uh, talk some listener mail that we got. Oh, wait, I have something. Your, your tarot reading was totally right. I got promoted at work oh. by my boss, who was an influential woman. Hello. Yeah, so now, uh, per the terms of my reading, I have to be careful of my ego mm-hmm. and not to let that go too far. And it's, it, you know what, and it's already come in handy because I was halfway through ordering some golden robes and I said, whoa, pump the brakes. Check yourself. Before you wreck yeah, yourself. So it's just it's just velvet now. It's just like your regular workaday royal purple velvet. Well. Yep. You don't want to seem too cocky. Right, right. I'm a, I'm a working man's deity. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm a big deal. And um, I expect to be burned at the stake. Now. Yeah, yep. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, RJ Tarot the <laughs> Third. 
<laughs> so uh, let's let's talk about some uh, listener mail that we got. Oh, sh- See the mail. The mail. She don't stop. She don't care where she goes. Mail's always there. You like that the male is actually a female? That's what I just did. <laughs> yes, Expectations blown. Kick it off, D-Flow. I'm going to start out with... Um, did you guys like our raps? We rapped. <laughs> we, we, spent a, we spent a while on that. Yeah. We, those, are some sweet, those are some sweet lyrics. Some, some hot beats. So our first one comes from Peter. Uh, Peter says, hey guys, love the show and love the humor. Thanks, Peter. Uh, could brush up on those Irish accents, though. Kind of dodgy. Everything uh, we do is dodgy. And and then he goes on to request the the EVP uh, that we oh, wouldn't play. He wanted the red pill. Here's the deal. Peter's from Ireland. Oh, that's why Peter. Can't help us. Thank you, Peter, for writing in. And yeah. Good on you because uh, you're absolutely right. Yep. Uh, and in fact, when I replied to him with the EVP, I told him that our tagline should be blurry photos, kind of dodgy. Yeah, we are kind of dodgy. So, uh, and he he enjoyed that EVP. Thanks for writing in, Peter. And and uh, please feel free to write in some more uh, with your Irish slant on things. Yeah, please do. I want to maybe some some cool lessons on how to please. improve our our game. Yeah, he uh, he wrote us back said great EVP. He's shitting bricks now. That's the power of the link. That's it's, what it's, this will do. It's to like you our folks. own very very low stakes version of the ring <laughs> just listen to it you get the heebies something jeeby <laughs> and he said it was very disturbing it would make a great intro for a slayer album that's true that's that's how you know peter rocks yeah so cool thank you thank you peter yeah, thank and, you uh and if you got any any cool uh, uh stuff from ireland that we maybe missed in our uh irish legends episode which there are a ton so i'm sure you do uh let us know and we'll we maybe do a podcast episode about it yeah, you know we got a uh, we got a pun, got a pun in the mix. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, baby, you've been gone so long, and I've missed you so much. I'm so happy to have the Bahama Mama return to the fold. Bahama Mama. Yeah, we haven't heard from you in months. Wow. But I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> I'm just so glad you're back. I don't care where you go. I don't care why you had to leave. <laughs> I just need to be the kind of man that makes you stay. All right, back to the puns. Uh, here we go. The uh, rich uh, aristocratic people of the Egyptian times. This is from our uh, Akhenaten, uh, episode. Akhenaten episode. The rich aristocratic people of the Egyptian times wanted their families to be very, quote, narrow-minded. Thus, they wrapped their skulls. Oh. Yeah. Narrow-minded. Oh, Bahama Mama, you're like a, a, a tropical breeze on a, on, a, on a day that's just too hot. <laughs> that work out? Yeah. Thank you, nice. Bahama Mama. Please Thank write you. us more often. We also heard from Emerson. Emerson, winner of the 2013 Miss Cryptic Contest prize package. Emerson hits us with some puns. Yeah, he gets puns up in our face. Oh, man. From our Akhenaten episode, Emerson said there's a popular pharaoh's club in ancient Thebes called Nefertiti's. Nefertiti's. Oh, <laughs> Emerson also says whenever a spy is caught decrypting secret messages from his broadcast source, it's renamed a blunder station. (laughs) (laughs) Cubans. (laughs) Hi, Poppy. (laughs) Oh, this is topical. What happens when recording the podcast on one too many beers? 
slurry photos. That's every episode for me. Slurry photos, blurry photos. Blurry fo- hey, oh, who gives a f- Hey, did you, did you just look at me? You don't look at me. <laughs> Only God can look at me. Dude, that's a mirror. Oh. That's not all Emerson hit us with. No, though. Emerson actually brought the heat. Emerson brought us a, a story, so... A story. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, he brought some heat. Okay, here we go. This is good. Before I begin, I'd like to say I'm a skeptic first and a believer second. I accept science and rational thought, with the obvious exception of listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe in the paranormal without proof, but I'm always up for a great mystery. So without further delay, here are the events as they occurred to me so long ago. I was young, around eight if memory serves, and I was at my grandmother's house in Baldwinsville, New York. It's a big place, and I was sleeping in the basement, easily the spookiest place in the house at night. I awoke late one evening and found myself either unable or unwilling to move or speak, and to my astonishment, there were figures moving in the dark, dozens of them, all moving in orderly lines out of the back into the darkness. (laughs) To describe them as difficult, their faces and bodies were featureless and colorless, more or less. They were short beings or specters or shapes. Uh, with empty eyes and, and wide open mouths that appeared to be black pits embedded in their faces. Dude. They made no sound and gave no hint that they were aware of me. This ethereal parade of entities continued for what seemed like hours. The whole time I was paralyzed with fear, or perhaps something a bit more explainable, wink. Eventually, the sun rose and they faded away with the new day's arrival, never to be seen again. I was the only witness to any of this, and this is the first time I have spoken of this outside the safe confines of my own brain. I was not dreaming. I awoke to this and never went back to sleep. Was it ghosts? Probably not. Beings from another dimension? Unlikely. Or did the reptilians project images into my brain to get me hooked on GMOs? Probably. (laughs) Most likely. I like where his head's at. (laughs) Who knows, he says. With a little ha-ha there. What happened was most likely a textbook example of sleep paralysis. I can't say for sure as I've never had another incident. So who knows really? It's a mystery. Amazing. Oh, man. That's. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, that is awesome. And spooky as hell. Super spooky. Just to watch these things. Eight eight years old seeing this. Man, no, no, there's no. I I would have screamed my fool head off instantly. What if you couldn't? Sounds like he wasn't able to do much. Now you know you know we said with the uh, the in the shadow person episode with the sleep paralysis there comes that uh, percentage of people who their brain makes things out of what they're seeing yeah right this is sort of the paradulia that's that's going on where their their brain makes the patterns seem like uh, something recognizable and too often it's something horrendous or scary or spooky or something like that. So while it could be explained that this is some form of that that's going on with his brain, he says it happened for a while, which to me is odd because after a while you think your brain would kind of kick in and say, wait a minute, you know, maybe this isn't right. a, a shadow munchkins walking single file. But if you're But if you're not fully awake, I mean... Time dilation is so weird when your brain's in that state. Like, Absolutely. how can you really know how long anything was happening for? True, true. And so you're left with the impression. I mean, it's like a dream. Sometimes you'll have a dream, you feel like hours have passed, but it's just been between snooze buttons, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hard thing to, to keep a good idea of, you know, when you're when you're in that in that position. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's another good point to it as well. Um, and, you know, since these this has come back up, um, I actually have an interesting postscript to our Shadow People episode. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that one of my coworkers uh, has a form of narcolepsy, 
not where, where you just pass out or anything like that, but it has to do with uh, how she sleeps. Whereas a normal person will take several hours to achieve uh, deep REM sleep where mm-hmm. your brain is active. That's where the dreaming happens. She achieves it in about two minutes. Wow. So the entire time she's asleep, she's having these very vivid dreams. And, uh, and so I asked her and I, you know, I, I, she, I was like, do you get a sleep paralysis? She said occasionally. And I asked her, do you get the hallucinations? She's like, yeah, wow. I've seen like the shadowy people moving around, things like that. And since we, we got that other listener who wrote in uh, about sometimes the dreams are really erotic, I asked her, you know, why not if that ever happens as well? And she said, sometimes she's like, but the, the thing is that even, even the dreams that are sexual aren't necessarily like positively sexual. Interesting. She said that the, the unifying um, theme for all of her dreams is that they're all just extremely graphic, whether it be uh, uh, sexually or visually or violently. They're just very, very graphic. Huh. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting. So she, so she has the occasional sleep paralysis with the hallucinations, but in this very scientific context of, of a sleep disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a really interesting perspective, and I wish that I had known about this before we recorded. I would have tried to get her on the show. Why, wonder why figures? Wonder why human right. figures? I think it maybe I'll bet you there's some deep psychology to it that that's just like what you your brain tries to create is something that it's the most familiar with. Weird. It's uh, incredibly interesting. It, yeah, it's, it's it's great. So so weird, and and it feels like we're right on the edge of being able to explain it scientifically mm-hmm. or being able to explain it paranormally. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm leaning 99.9% of the scientific side of it. Well, sure. But, and, but there are like some interesting, I don't want to say non-scientific, but like not linear mathematic explanations. Like why, just like what you're saying, why the brain chooses certain things. Mm-hmm. Why, why would the brain need to generate graphic imagery? What, what is it about that that makes that selective? How does the brain find those images and incorporate them? Why, why does it take this such a consistent form yeah. from person to person? Because it should be very different. It should be very For, different. Depending on the person. And to me, the, the graphic nature of what you were just talking about could probably be explained. Like, like my brain already works to think, oh, well, you know, there's some something's not getting shut off or, or something is, is firing in the brain that mm-hmm. causes it to be more visceral. But in the case of like Emerson, when he writes in and says the mouths and the eyes were like gaping pits in there. Why in the world would your brain put that in there? Yeah. What do we see detail. people every day? It'd be easier almost to, to, to fill in with a more familiar face. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a theory in my head that is backed by no science or research. It's just something that I came up with, but I feel like it's, it's almost akin to a yawn where your body wants to, and there's a, a thousand reasons your body yawns, but one of them is to, to get this burst of oxygen, mm. to bring a, a breath in and hold it. And so it kind of, it, and it involves all these other systems. You know, your, your muscles move differently. You kind of zone out a little bit. It's, it's amazing how many things happen just from a good old fashioned yawn. It's amazing how I want to yawn right now. I know. I was thinking about, about it as I was saying, I was like, <laughs> don't yawn, don't do it. Um, but the same thing that happens with, uh, I, I my theory is that I wonder if there's some uh, neurochemical that is generated with that with that imagery that the brain needs that the body is requiring whether correctly or due to some imbalance and so the the brain has is determined if i keep this graphic imagery running 
then maybe you're 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 getting um, a low grade dose of adrenaline while you're asleep because it it thinks it's in danger. You're you're creating this false fight or flight. You've got a, a fear response, so you're you're getting maybe the heart rate higher. Maybe you know, like is it is it a way of fooling the body into performing in a certain way while you're asleep, and and not necessarily because your body needs it, but it thinks it does. There's some maybe a disorder or something wrong where your your brain is not properly determining what it needs. But I I almost feel like it's a it's not the end; it's a means to an end almost. Hmm. That's that's my idiot three dollar theory that is based on nothing and oh, expensive. So expensive. That's three dollars each of you owe me. Man, it, it's always fun to talk about the the shadow person stuff. It it, it blossoms yeah. into just really really cool. Yeah. So uh, thank you again, Emerson. Yeah. Thank thanks for sending that in. Thanks for sharing and thanks for the puns. Woo! We to uh, uh, lighten it up. Yeah. We heard again from uh, Peyton Bob. What? Oh man. Um, and Bob. Bob wrote in to say that he believes he got schooled by Gray Cat. Fancy Feast does not f around, but Bob has got skills like nobody's business. Yeah, Bob, don't 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 feel bad about your skills, yo. Yeah, no. Uh, just because Gray Gray Cat wrote in the Mule Log, <laughs> that was a good one. It's good, and 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 Bob concedes to that. But uh, Bob, don't let that stop you. No, uh, keep, don't keep stop Bob. We love your puns. <laughs> I'd like to believe that uh, Grey Cat was actually inspired by all of the magnificent puns that Bob has brought along. So I think that I think that, that Bob could even can even share in the glory of a good Grey Cat I, pun. I think so. I think we can all share. And Grey Cat's at home, like no fucking way. I did that. That was me. Worked all weekend on that pun. <laughs> oh, and we've got a little uh, got a sweet piece of email here. Oh God. Our friend Jay writes in, <laughs> uh, the song Here Comes the Hot Stepper is a song available as a downloadable content for the video game Just Dance 2. <laughs> so rest assured, Dave has been paid forward at least a little to new generations. Thank you, Jay, for verifying that I was not insane <laughs> for remembering Eni Camus and Here Comes the Hot Stepper. I, I went home and looked up that video, uh-huh. and I've got to say... It was the first time it had ever come across my ears, ever. You never heard that song? Never heard the song. It was weird as <laughs> shit. <laughs> come on! <laughs> Have you seen the video? It's weird. No, no, we don't die. Yes, we multiply. Anyone left to hear the fat lady sing? Yeah. I know what Bo don't know. Chicha-chang-chang. chang Oh, oh man, it was sorry, awesome! Sorry, that was a jam. I, I guess I was too busy listening to uh, Cherokee people. <laughs> Cherokee tribe. Oh no, you're think you're not talking about Paul Revere and the Raiders. You're talking about that damn yeah, yeah. Cherokee Cha Cha song. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's not what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. What is it called? Choctaw lady lady parts. <laughs> Uh, you're close. Keep going. <laughs> keep keep trying though. Keep going. You're somehow getting more offensive, not meaning to, which means you mean it all the more. Uh, Indian Outlaw is what it's called. Oh God. <laughs> we also have uh, a YouTube comment, actually. Oh, yeah, from our YouTube, which is really great. It's uh, so if you awesome. guys like to watch a video of our podcast, but has no video <laughs> content, but an audio track. I, I put some pictures in there. Oh, sweet. Just in case you actually look at it while you listen to it. <laughs> Just stare at it. I just tried to make a face on a podcast. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. I think it worked. 
but uh, the the pagan flutist uh, liked our our witches episode. Actually, sweet. What do you have to say? Said really enjoyed hearing a non biased yet positive history of their people. Ah. Uh, and uh, invited us to to message them if we have any more questions about witchery. We which, indeed will have more witches. questions about your people. Many, yeah. many questions. But uh, that's where, awesome. Where are your hot Wiccans? <laughs> I'm very proud. Um, yeah. Because I'm always scared when we put these episodes out that, that somebody who is living the life or knows you know a ton about it is going to write in and be like, you guys are such jackasses. Yeah. Why are you doing this to us? I ain't just be- stop it, okay? You just stop <laughs> it right now, dang it. You dang god dang dang nabbit. I am so sorry my mom left that voicemail on your phone. I don't even know how she got your number, and it was uncalled for. She was so mad at so you. So mad. I can't believe that. No, I, I love that. Pagan flutist, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we, we always have questions about witchcraft. We don't. Sure. We don't know anything. We, 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 I'm, we. I get to be honest. I'm surprised we don't get hate mail. Yeah, yet. I mean, I guess that, that uh, uh, says we got a long way to go. Right. Got yeah, because you know what they say, you know, if, if you're not making someone mad, you're not doing it well, which means we're not doing it well at all because nobody seems really that mad. <laughs> so it's time to enter into the racist sexist corner with your host, Dave Stacco. <laughs> you know what I hate? <laughs> <laughs> Women who don't look like me. You know what chafes my thighs? <laughs> you know what chives my onions? You know, I saw this girl the other day, and guess what? Her skin wasn't the same color as me, so you know, there they go again. <laughs> They're at it again. And so ends the day of Stacko Race's Sexist Corner. Thank you guys so much for writing in, though. Yeah, we love it. Uh, this has kind of turned into an episode all on its own, Yeah, uh, but we, we just thought we'd throw something together for you least interesting episode ever or is it this is the episode where we make a huge announcement that will forever change the future of blurry pot podcasts <laughs> three beers in i blew it slurry photos blurry photos blurry photos is proud to announce that we're now on the internets <laughs> do you want to watch it on the radio we can do that too blurry photos <laughs> Who's the best show on ham radio? You got two cans and a string. You got a podcast. <laughs> America. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, you you guys know what to do. Uh, if you like us, uh, share share it with somebody. Yeah, make it Let's a goal. Know. One person a week. Who cares? Yeah, that's super easy. That's that's an easy goal. And and it's like imagine you were the first person to hear "Thrift Shop" by Macklemore, and then you like walked into work. It's like no, listen to this song. Listen to the words. Then everyone would be like, oh my God, you are awesome because you found it. This is your opportunity to find something that's awesome. Yep. Yep. You, we're like Macklemore. Uh, <laughs> Hella cool. Uh, great. Anyway, um, <laughs> go go on there. If you haven't, if you don't have Facebook, then then don't worry about it. But if you yeah. do and you haven't liked us yet, then uh, go do it. it yeah. It's five seconds. And uh, Twitter is always fun. Blurry underscore photos. We, we don't spam anything there nope we, <laughs> we got nothing spam to spam anything, really it's it's too much work to do yep uh you youtube obviously we're starting to pick up a little traction on so that's love that's it. cool love it you know the rest just yeah. uh, uh tell somebody and teach somebody how to use the internet and then keep being the awesome groovy mofos that you are yeah please do uh so anyway for this uh blurry photo supplement i am david floga <laughs> is that and i you don't know me dave stecco i'm david you don't you shut up. Just bye. Bye. <laughs>
Bye. 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 Bye.